Hey, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is the second episode of season five of my podcast. This thing is really doing what it do, y'all. And I'm so happy to be back. As always, I appreciate every single listener and person who has written in. We're in the last month of 2022. So December 1st, we did celebrate World AIDS Day and those who pioneered to make that day a celebration and not a death sentence. This month, we still have to continue to spread our awareness and remove the stigma around HIV and AIDS. So this episode, I'm going to start off by sharing five facts about HIV and AIDS. All right, so this is from the National AIDS Trust. The first fact about HIV and AIDS is people on effective treatment can't pass it on. Effective treatment of HIV suppresses the virus to such low levels that it cannot harm you and you can't pass it on. The second fact is HIV cannot be passed on through day-to-day contact. HIV can be passed on through sex without a condom, but only if the person is not on effective treatment. It can also be passed on through sharing needles and during pregnancy. But in the UK, it's extremely rare because they have great treatment. The third fact, HIV can affect anyone. Some groups of people are affected by HIV more than others, but don't get it twisted. It can be passed on to anybody. The fourth fact is people living with HIV can live long and healthy lives. There isn't a cure for HIV, but there is excellent treatment. So if you're diagnosed in good time and you are taking your medication on a regular basis, you can have as long and healthy life as everyone else. The fifth fact is there are many ways to prevent HIV. You can get regularly tested. If you're sexually active, you can take PrEP or PEP, which are tablets that can prevent HIV either before or just after you've been exposed to it. You can use condoms, never share your needles, and take your medication if you are living with HIV. Our first letter is, Dear Jessica, I'm happy in love with my current partner, but my ex keeps finding ways to contact me. I blocked his number. He uses ghost numbers. I blocked him on social. He still finds a way to check and see what I am doing. We have not been together for a while, but he is still getting into my head. I am trying not to let my feelings get the best of me when I talk to him, but they are starting to. I am beginning to feel guilty for thinking about him and missing his love. What should I do? Johnny Depp says a really funny quote about if you find yourself in love with two people, you should always go for the second one. Because if you were really in love with the first, you wouldn't have chose the second. So I feel like this is probably a little bit of that. I feel like this person is trying to love bomb you. And I don't know if you're familiar with love bombing. It's where they just um, keep at it until you basically break down and you have to be like okay well I love you too and they bring up really intimate moments and like do you remember that time and 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 we were so great together and they really push those buttons and they get you thinking about all the great stuff that you had in that relationship and then once they get you 
none of the stuff that they said was going to happen happens. In fact, it's probably worse. And then the old issues that you had in that relationship start resurfacing. So I'm saying that so that you get a clear picture of what's going on. This person obviously does not want you happy without them. So they are making a point to ruin what you are having. I would also say, you know, this person could also have some obsessive tendencies. I mean, this isn't, you know, cute or funny if you've blocked this person and they're still contacting you on some level that is scary. And on some level, it makes you feel like, you know, flattered that they would go through that that length. But in this day and age, do not feel flattered about that. If anything, that is a red flag. Um, just be mindful that there is a reason that you guys broke up. And depending on the breakup and how bad it was, that's why you guys aren't together. But I do want to point out if you're happy and you're in love with your current partner and you trust your current partner, then this needs to be a conversation that you have with them about, you know, my ex showing up. Because now I feel like this isn't just a conversation about you having feelings for them, but this is also a conversation about safety. Because if this person is contacting you like this, you know, there's a good chance that they could try to endanger your significant other because again this isn't like to me this isn't cute this is obsessive this is like I'm gonna show I'm gonna pop up at your job kind of shit <laughs> yeah no nobody wants to pop up Ooh. so that's why I'm saying what I'm saying I would be very honest with my partner and then I would be very honest with my ex and I think you're going to have to set some really hard boundaries. Hard boundaries means if you contact me again, I will notify the police. Um, you also need to be documenting every time you guys are having these conversations and you feel uncomfortable so that if you do contact the police, they can make the proper moves. But I would say you shouldn't feel bad if anything get upset because your ex is trying to manipulate you. And that's a form of gaslighting, manipulation, love bubbling you by contacting you so much with the past and the love that you feel like oh my god they really want me and this will be better when you know the truth there it is so that's my advice for you i hope it works out the second letter is dear jessica my best homie is very misogynistic and treats his current girlfriend like trash <laughs> I really want to tell her this man ain't shit. Also, these flags are bright red. Should I interfere in their relationship and tell her this man is no good? <laughs> I love this letter. He's like, the, the flags are bright red. All right. So your best homie is very misogynistic. Um, I think if you're seeing the red flags, she's probably seeing the red flags too. And she probably thinks that it is love. Yeah, I know it's sad, but probably true. So my advice to you, because you seem like you're the best homie and not him, would be to go ahead and interfere. Because if you know your your best friend, if you know he has no good intentions for this young person, if he is physically abuse, abusive, mentally abusive and misogynistic, I mean, that's a that's a term that can be all-encompassing so let's look up the definition so we are we are aware of what that means right misogynistic 
Let's see. Hmm. Oh, strongly prejudiced against women. Deeply ingrained misogynistic attitude. Um, feeling showing hatred or prejudice against women. A good example is violence against women. Yeah, so if this definition is your homie, I would like for you to do us all a favor. That means that you're going to get old girl out of there <laughs> and just let her know that, you know, he's a really great guy, but maybe he's not the guy for you right now. She sticks around, then she sticks around. I also think if you're being a homie, you may want to pull your homeboy aside and have that conversation with him about women, about respect, about putting your hands on a woman, about the consequences, repercussions, bad behavior versus good behavior. Like really have that conversation with him because you are a good friend because you're you're sitting here and you're watching it and only you would be able to kind of snap him out of whatever this behavior is. Cause it could just be that it's a fad. Like, and I hate to say that because that sounds very, oh, it's a fad. He'll stop beating their asses later. But I mean, men and women go through fads where they want to be tough. They want to be seen. They want to be sexually dominated. And this may be one of those fads where he's learning how to be, quote unquote, a man. And so he feels being a man is having these misogynistic tendencies. But in reality, we all know being a man means that you are a responsible individual and that you handle your shit, right? So that would be my advice is yes, I would interfere in the relationship and I would also talk to my friend about his bad behavior. Thanks for the letter. All right, our third letter. Dear Jessica, I have a lot of sexual fantasies that I want to explore. Ooh, I recently had my first sexual experience and now I am always horny. <laughs> I really want to explore more, but I do not have a partner and I am a guy. How can I do that? Ooh, how can you do that? Um, you're going to do that like you would any other time. Like, remember, we had that conversation about self-love that you want to treat yourself the way that um, you would treat like the person you're trying to date. It's the same thing with sexual exploration, especially with yourself. If there is a toy you would like to try, try it on yourself and see if you like it. Um, also, um, go ahead and check out some sex positivity um, groups that um, are all inclusive, that want to really um, help you out. I would also say uh, join a couple of adult sites like Adult Friend Finder and um, alt.com and stuff like that um, just so you can have the option doesn't mean that you're going to link up with these people but it's the option of exploring those fantasies because you know fantasies are are a spectrum right like you may just want to do a little bit of that fantasy or you may want to act out the entire fantasy but that's the beauty of you know sexual liberation and sex positivity is that you will have a place to be able to do that but congratulations on you know becoming a you know a sexually active person in this world I hope you stay safe I hope you are a positive contributing member in the sex community good luck Our last and final letter. Dear Jessica, I am 24 years old 
and I have never had sex. What is wrong with me? Am I normal? (laughs) 24. There is nothing wrong with you. You are normal. I would say that society is not normal. When I was growing up, the average age to lose your virginity was not a legal age. It was like 14. Um, And then as I got older... I would say the average age to lose your virginity went from 14 to 16. Now, the average age for an American person to lose their virginity is 19. So, let's think about that. You're 24, so 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 23. You're only, you're in that average. So, if you would have said I'm a 34, 44, I'd be like, yes, please, go buy some pussy. (laughs) Do what you need to do. But the truth of the matter is... Our society is getting a little more, I don't want to say lax, but it's getting more lax in its standards and grooming of children becoming adults. Because when we grew up, especially me, I grew up at a time where you could smoke cigarettes and pump gas, which sounds crazy dangerous now, but you <laughs> you could, you know what I mean? So... A lot of that we emulated being adults. Like, I want to smoke cigarettes. I want to drive fast. I want to, you know, I want to drink beer. Like, that was a big emulation. And as the times have progressed, smoking is not cool anymore. Um, drinking is not cool anymore. It's it's known to call can- cause cancer. Excuse me. So there's a lot of different factors that play with the curve of you know, when people are becoming sexually active and that has nothing to do with you. That's just a trending of the time. So if anything, I always tell people, um, our generation kind of wishes we, we would, we had this grace to wait this long because we didn't, there was a stigma if we did, like if you hadn't lost it in like high school, you were a fucking square. (laughs) So it's really refreshing, honestly, to see that, you are actually taking your time and that you can actually pick who, when, how it happens. And for a lot of us, I don't want to say that we didn't get to, but we were so young that really, is that a choice? You know what I mean? You're 16. Is that a choice? The average age is 16. That's still not consensual. So is that really your choice? You know what I mean? So I think if anything, just be proud. Be proud that you're 24. I would say write yourself a letter to remember this what it was like before sex, right? And then write yourself a letter what it's like after sex. But just remember that you are very normal and the truth is there is no normal. Your normal is whatever you want your normal to be. And if you are happy and content in your life, then you're happy and content in your life and it doesn't matter if you have sex or not. Thanks for the letter. All right, we've reached the end of the podcast. It's been so great hanging out with you guys. As always, I want to thank the people who wrote in. And I want to thank you, my listener. And that's all the time we have tonight. So be good or be good at it. Bye.